the Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K, presented by Tap 14. Analysis and commentary to help you get your Broncos fixed during the offseason. Subscribe on iTunes or Google Play, or listen on demand anytime in the Mile High Sports mobile app. Hey, it's the Broncos Blitz Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio with another edition of the podcast. I got a special guest coming up that I'll introduce here in just a second. But of course, our podcast presented by Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street, just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. So I know it's a Broncos podcast, but you go on over to Tap 14, go check out those tremendous beers over there. 70 Colorado beers on tap, 100 Colorado distilled spirits after a Rockies game, or maybe. After a Broncos game, of course, they'll be uh, facing off with the Chicago Bears uh, a little bit later this week and to talk about that matchup and some of the other things as training camp finally comes to an end uh, and end. Cody, I am exhausted. Cody Rourke, uh, you can find him on Twitter. Cody Rourke NFL uh, joins me on the Broncos Blitz podcast. Cody, how are you? I'm great, my man. You know, uh, exciting. You know, it's crazy, almost bittersweet that Broncos camp has ended. And, you know, the full swing, the regular season's fast approaching. It's been a, a crazy two and a half weeks. Yeah. And, of course, you were at uh, training camp with me, uh, covering the Broncos, uh, watching them. What were your overall impressions of training camp uh, when you were here in Denver? You know, I thought there was just a, a more established sense of urgency from team drill to team drill. Even just, I think the focus was more centered this year. Mm. Last year, it seemed some things were kind of off base a little bit, unfocused at times. You know, guys coming in after, you know, a big year, Vance Joseph's first year. And, you know, a lot of people, especially throughout the preseason part of training camp last year, there was a lot of confidence heading in, obviously, with the Broncos winning their first, obviously, their four preseason games last year. There was that confidence that they had in there, but at the same time, they also lost some of that focus. This year, it seems like all the veteran guys, it, just the culture right now seems a little more different right now than it did last year, which, in my opinion, I think it is a good sign. Well, and I think you hit on it at, at the initial beginning there, a sense of urgency, because obviously Vance Joseph's got to get out of the gate running here quickly or else uh, this thing could lose control and uh, spin off the rails. Uh, let's let's focus in on certain weaknesses for this team, and I think the biggest worrisome position that I have, and tell me if this is different for you, but that secondary depth, it, it just seems like and and I equate it to the uh, secondary of the Broncos from previous years with uh, the mid 2000s when it was Champ Bailey and everybody else, uh, Chris Harris yeah. Jr. Everybody else. That's what it seems like right now. Yeah, it really does. And, you know, with the expectation for Bradley Roby. You know, after the departure of a key to leave this offseason, you know, traded to the Los Angeles Rams, that left a big void. In a lot of people's minds, mm-hmm. for okay, is Bradley Roby ready to step up and take over that spot that Akeem Talib did? I think he can, but at the same time, you also have the questions: Well, who's going to cover the slot, or who's going to be the other outside guy? We saw a little bit of that action against Minnesota with Yadam on the outside, Chris Harrison the slot, Roby on the outside, and it just seems like in camp right now, I feel like the defensive backs might be struggling a little bit with confidence because they, you know, there's a lot of talented wide receivers, Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, who's had a phenomenal camp. And a lot of the resurgence of these rookie guys, Deshaun Hamilton, you know, Tim Patrick, a young guy as well, and obviously the rookie sensation, Corlin Sutton, making these catches in practice. People have this concern there, and I think the concern goes with maybe that little bit of the inexperience in question is, can these guys replace the key to lead? You know, I'm not sure. We'll have to wait and see. But right now I think the main concern 
has to do with depth and, and yeah. injury. Tremaine Brock brought in this offseason, hamstring injury. He didn't play last week of the preseason. Can he stay healthy? Isaac Adam, a young guy, you, you know, he's, he's getting ready for the NFL spotlight. Do you want to throw a guy in right there? I think he could be ready, but behind those guys, let, you know, let's say Chris Harris were to go out, you know, who's going to cover the slot at this point? That's where I'm a little uh, concerned, especially with the depth right now in the secondary. I just don't think it's all there. Well, I think there's a big drop-off not only from one to two, but potentially two to three as well, too, because Shermaine Brock, as you kind of mentioned, it's it's been up and down. We've barely really seen him. Uh, Isaac Yadam seems like he's a grabber, and I think that's a natural tendency for young corners, but certainly could be a problem if he has to play meaningful minutes. Of course, they saw uh, Shamarco Thomas, who had to go to the locker room today earlier, uh, simply because of heat and, and that may be just him getting back into the flow of things obviously just uh, uh jumping onto the team this week but uh, certainly a a big big weakness right now on the defensive side um i do want to focus in on positive though on that defensive side and that's the line uh i don't know about you cody but i look at this defensive line and my goodness they are they were mauling mauling the bears offensive line and it, it seems like that's been the theme of the whole camp yeah, you could definitely tell there's a certain level of toughness, and I'd say more discipline. Last year, the Broncos ranked really well in run defense. I think, obviously, bringing in veteran presence with Doma Topeco, that helps solidify a lot of areas. But you also have had Adam Gottes, who stepped up, and you know he's got a lot of good news for him with everything being cleared. He's had a pretty strong camp as a defensive end. Derek Wolf is healthy. That was a very big question mark this offseason. Will the Broncos be able to have Derek Wolf back? He's healthy. You have guys in the backfield. You know, Clinton McDonald, he's dealing with a shoulder injury right now, but He's had a strong camp as well. The Denver Broncos D-line, you know, was that Kerr. And, and even guys, Kyle Peckle, they've had a pretty decent camp so far. They're tough. They have a lot of depth in that room right now, which was crazy because Domo Peckle was talking to us at you know, the media a couple weeks ago about it. He said it was really crazy just how much depth that they have in that room right now. And unfortunately, you know, with the nature of the NFL business, some of those guys are going to, you know, be cut, and it's not because of their playability. It's just because they have a lot of guys right now in that room, talent that can play a, a multitude of different positions from a one technique to a three technique to even an inside four-eye or five technique. They have a lot of these talented guys. And Shelby Harris is another guy that continues to stand out, in my opinion, mm-hmm. as an under-the-radar guy. Agreed. Agreed. So I think the D-line, you can just tell there's a toughness, there's an attitude. And I think that's all embodied by the culture that Bill Culler has created. We're speaking with Cody O'Rourke, Cody Rourke, uh, NFL on Twitter, and you spell Rourke, R-O-A-R-K. He's a great follow on Twitter. Uh, you host a podcast, Locked on Broncos. Uh, you're a writer as well, too. You're down. Uh, you were with me at training camp this year, so obviously uh, a great follow on Twitter and uh, checking out all that fun stuff as well, too. Let's, let's flip gears to the offense, and I, I don't want to start with the backup quarterback because, God, it's, everybody wants to talk about the backup quarterback. <laughs> let's start with the running back staple. Because it, it feels like to me they got a bunch of good guys, but we're still waiting for somebody to emerge. Yeah, you know, I think that's the thing for the Broncos. I think Devontae Booker, when the first depth chart was released, I think he's the initial shoe-in guy because of experience. Being there last year, I think that was a preseason move. But I think Vince Joseph and the, you know, the team and the running backs, coach, they want to see a guy really take charge when he's in there getting reps and be explosive and you have the combination. You have Devontae Booker, D'Angelo Anderson, Royce Freeman, rookie out of Oregon. You have David Williams. And you have, obviously, local sensation Philip Lindsay. I think each guy offers a very unique set of skills to the tailback position. Uh, but the main priority out of the back, though, being able to run and hit the holes, 
you have to be able to pass pro, and that's definitely been a huge emphasis for the tailbacks this offseason. Now, a guy, in my opinion right now, Ronnie, I think that stands out, I, I say early on, is Royce Freeman. We don't have a very big sample size for mm-hmm. all of the running backs right now, but with Royce Freeman, he looked a little bit more decisive on hitting the hole. Obviously, four carries, 38 yards. He even had that 23-yard touchdown run that really sprung some momentum for the Broncos in the preseason loss to the Vikings. You know, I've been very high on Royce Freeman. I got to watch him four years at Oregon when I was up there. He is a very electrifying guy. And what we saw on Saturday against the Vikings, that's what we saw consistently at Oregon. So if he can continue to do that, I think he might be the guy. And, uh, and uh, you know, I hate to use this cliche, but uh, he has deceptive speed. He's got that low pad level. And I, I think he is a quality back. I, I want to see more of D'Angelo Henderson. I I beat that drum last year, and I still continue to. I want to see more of him. But certainly, uh, it, it, it feels like, and speaking with some the, who are closer to the situation than others uh, at Denver, it, it just seems like they want Royce Freeman to be that guy, to be that guy who emerges. But I agree with your earlier point. They are moving guys around and there could very well be a lot of weapons in the passing game when it comes to that running back position for the Denver Broncos. It's the Broncos Blitz podcast, of course, presented by Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. Go on over there. 70 Colorado beers on tap, 100 Colorado distilled spirits. And then, of course, our new friend of the program, Pro Football Focus. I know you use it, Cody. I certainly do. Uh, Pro Football Focus. Love those guys. And be sure to check them out, too, because fantasy football draft weekends... Basically this weekend, next weekend, and the weekend after, be sure to check it out. Uh, 20% off your subscription with Pod20. That's my promo code. Be sure to use it. Pod20 Pro Football Focus. All right, let's talk about the backup quarterbacks. Uh, Chad Kelly, he, he wins the, the spotlight for this week. We'll see him in preseason. What are you looking for in particular with this preseason game for Chad Kelly? And what are you looking for from Paxton Lynch? Well, in terms of Chad Kelly, the thing I'm really looking forward to this weekend, seeing him obviously in a more involved preseason action is, can he be just as decisive with his progressions and his reads as he was against third-string, fourth-string guys? Yeah, sure. You know, the, the Bears have a pretty, you know, they have a tough defense. They have a lot of two deep guys. He's going to see a lot of action against some very good players. You could even see Roquan Smith working with the twos for the Bears when Chad Kelly goes in. So it's going to be a good test for Chad Kelly early on. He's aggressive. He just plays with a, a level of confidence that really stood out to me. That's something that really excited me. And so I was like, you know what? He deserved the right, I think, this week to get reps with the twos and obviously to play with the twos on Saturday. Now for Paxton Lynch, can you rebound? Can you rebound from that performance that you had against the Vikings? The most important thing for Paxton Lynch that he really lacks right now, and you can just tell when he's in the huddle, is confidence in his own ability. You know, I, I felt like just watching Paxton Lynch from year one to year three, it seems like he's regressed tremendously. He looked, he, there was some upside with him when we saw him year one as a rookie in the preseason, and maybe even some flashes a tiny bit here and there when he played against the Jaguars and the Falcons. But primarily, it looks like he's taken a lot of steps back. So for him, can you come out and can you play with confidence? Can you play with a chip on your shoulder? You know, taking the demotion hard and wondering why you're not the you know number two quarterback this week. Can he turn that into fuel? to put on to obviously to show everybody, the media, the coaches, that there is some fight in me. That's the one thing I really want to see with Paxton Lynch this week. Yeah, and I want to see him at least show that he can be a competent guy on the road. Because, look, I I don't think anybody's actively rooting against Paxton Lynch, although sometimes it feels like the fans are. I, I just want to see the guy look competent out there because that's not what he looked like in against Minnesota and certainly is going to have to really – 
really show something if he wants to try to steal that second spot back, which it just seems like he's light years away from at this point, uh, even though it's it's really only been one game uh, that, yeah. that shifted that depth chart situation. But certainly an interesting discussion that we will be keeping tabs on. Uh, is there any other position that you will be closely watching? Or maybe it's not a position. Maybe it's a player or in my eyes, a coaching staff or coaching uh, member that you will be watching in this game when it comes to Chicago and Denver. Yeah, specifically, he had a really good game against the Minnesota Vikings, but I want to continue to see Will Parks and see how he can evolve. With Sua Cravens being out and then having that essentially that non-existent dime linebacker, we got to see Sua, uh, we got to see Will Parks step up into that role on Saturday of last week against the Vikings. He did really well. He, he played pretty much the entire game. You got a lot of valuable reps, and you know, I think now that you've added some safeties, you can obviously get him a breather here and there. But, but I think the real key is to see can he continue to perform? Because when the Broncos acquired Tua Cravens, many people wrote off Will Parks. So for Will Parks, I think he's had a phenomenal camp. I think he's coming into this, and obviously all week in practice, the, the Bears tight ends have kind of had a field day a little bit. So can Will Parks be a guy? Can the safeties be guys that step up this week and stop that area? Because that's been a big area of concern for the Broncos defense in the last couple of years. Is covering and stopping tight end. Little Park, he has a tremendous opportunity. He's a guy I really want to see in this game. Yeah, I, I as well will be keeping an eye, I think, in general on the secondary, but I am really intrigued to see Bill Musgrave in that first-team offense just because you, you didn't really get enough of a taste in that Minnesota game. I mean, four plays, whatever it was exactly. There, uh, as said by Vance Joseph today, about a quarter, quarter and a half. We'll see how much they will actually play, but should expect to see the first team out there for quite a bit. Want to see Case Keenum move that football because uh, – and I think everybody in the back of their mind, everybody looks at that Minnesota game and says, look, they just played a very sparingly amount, but just kind of lingering in the back of your mind, you're kind of thinking, well, they didn't really move the football, Cody. What's what's happening here? Uh, we still have the receipt on Case Keenum. Can we get a return? We, we want to see some production, you know? <laughs> we want to see some production. I think that's what all the fans are looking for, so certainly going to be an interesting one. It's the Broncos Blitz podcast. Of course, milehighsports.com. You can follow Cody, Cody Rourke, on uh, Twitter. Cody Rourke NFL. Now, on Twitter, what, what are they going to get a taste of, Cody? You know, obviously every single day, you know, we live tweet games. You know, I, I coach football. I've been a big, avid football X's and those guys. For, so a lot of the analysis I provide on Twitter it has to do a lot with breaking down some of the chalk talk, alignments you're going to hear, six eyes, five technique, two technique, you know, or three technique, one technique. You're going to hear a lot of these different terminologies. That's a lot of techniques. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> they, have to, they have to be very versatile guys, and I think Bill Collard does a great job getting those guys Intact, but you know, I, I think the main thing, Ronnie, you know, is working in media as well. You know, whether you root for a team or not, it's always important to be objective about what you're talking about when it comes to sports. And I think that's the most important thing. I think that we all provide fans because that's the most important thing. It's easy to say that, oh, well, this is my favorite team, and it's easy to have that bias. But when you put, you know, present things from an objective standpoint, you really create that connection with sports that, especially with people that are. Uh, fans of other teams, that's one thing I've really found. So you're going to get a lot of that uniqueness over there on on my Twitter at cool. Cody Rourke NFL. Good. Very good. Very good. Well, I, I strongly encourage everybody to jump on over there and give you a follow. All right, let's talk about Vance Joseph. Uh, a season outlook. It seems like I guess the practices are a little bit 
structured better. I, I really honestly don't see a difference, but I did see that boy, when they came out in that first preseason game, they looked unprepared. They looked like they weren't correctly coached and it just seems like it's the same problem. Uh, does Vance Joseph make it to the end of the season, Cody? You know, that's a very tough question. I think it really depends on how the Broncos do. You know, one thing that I think a lot of fans and a lot of people in the, in the, in the NFL community and the media, they really want to see from Vance Joseph is if things go south a little early on, or if you have a big play and you give it up, can he make adjustments? Can he encourage his coaching staff to fix things quickly? That's the biggest thing. You know, instead of running the same play over and over and over again, you know, and it's not working, have that ability to be bold and say, hey, that's not working, what else do we have? You know, I, I think he did take a step in the right direction this week. You know, we saw something in the media with him when they announced Chad Kelly as the number two quarterback. You know, there were a lot of times last year the Broncos were, you know, fans in the media were asking, you know, what's the quarterback situation? Who are you going with this week? And we just get a, a more answer. Well, at this point, you know, he made that bold move, said, you know, we're going we're gonna to see what Chad Kelly has with the twos. So I think maybe just being more confident in his ability as a coach and, you know, he was brought in as a leader of men. I just want to see if he can lead these guys, even with adversity, even when things are going wrong. Can he be that guy that reaches out to those players and those coaches and rallies them? We didn't see that too much last year. Can he do that this year? I'm not sure that's going to be the key, but if, if I feel like the, the seat is warm. If the Broncos, I, I believe, are struggling before you know, week nine by, I, I feel like at that point the pressure's on. Mm. We may not see him back if the Broncos are under 500 at that point. Give me three names, and, and, and we don't have to go in-depth on them. Uh, we're going to be wrapping up the podcast here in a bit. But uh, give me three names that stood out to you in, in the entirety of training camp and three names that, well, they stunk it up. I hate to beat a dead horse, but Cortland Sutton, you know, just his size alone, you know, you go out there and you see him for the first time, you're like, man, this guy is huge. He's almost, he looks a little bit bigger than DT, just overall bulk and muscle size. And just his ability, he's good. He's a guy that stands out to me. Isaac Yadam, one thing I really liked about him is that he was always kind of the first DB on the field. He's always working technique, always staying after, trying to get better. And then Philip Lindsay's a guy that stood out to me just because yeah. you watch him practice, you watch him play. He runs around with just this next-level explosiveness that you don't really see that kind of hop in a lot of people. And, you know, I, I want to include a fourth guy here because I feel like he, he deserves to be mentioned. I think he's had a great camp. D'Angelo Henderson, you know, you're high on him. Sure. I was high on him last year. I, I thought he should have played more last year. And, unfortunately, we only got to see him in Week 17, primarily against the Chiefs. But those are some guys that stood out to me. Guys that I felt like struggled, that I really wanted to see more out of, Brennan Langley. I felt like, you know, coming yeah. out of last year, being thrown into the fire against the Raiders when Aqib Tlaib got ejected. I, you could just tell with Brendan Langley that he lacks a lot of confidence. I thought he had a good preseason game. Special teams-wise, he stepped up. I'd like to see a little bit more from him. I'd like to see more from Brandon Marshall, especially in the passing game. I know it's preseason, but primarily for him, I want to see that next step. We don't have that complimentary piece yet. Can he be that guy that can focus on the run? And can he get out there and cover the hook zone or even the troll of the flat when he needs to? Can he struggle? You know, is he going to struggle? Is he going to thrive? I want to see more from him. And a guy that also kind of disappointed me a little bit, you know, throughout training camp, I'd have to go through and, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of who it is. Well, I'll give there's you, a lot, it, there's a lot of good. Yeah. I there, I, and I will say this, I think overall, and, and maybe you feel the same Cody, I think there's overall much more good than bad, but I will say this yeah. and maybe it didn't come to your mind because, well, we never saw him. Uh, Carlos Henderson, who, of course, did yeah. not show yeah. up on that reserve, did not uh, – what is the official list name? Did not participate or whatever the kid did not did report. Not report. Um, 
it, it is his career done before it even started in Denver? I, I feel like it is. You know, I feel like it, I feel like at this point, I, I would be surprised if we ever see him on an NFL field again. You yeah. know, last year training camp, he struggled really badly in 2017. Couldn't catch the ball. Had a lot of issues in the return game. First return game against Chicago in the preseason last year. Fumbled it. Only got four yards. Put the team in a bad field position. And he had the injury. And then he had the marijuana possession, consumption charge in the off season. And then I think I think the big thing for him is Vance Joseph. I'm not sure we don't know everything behind his situation. But in OTAs and minicamp, when Vance Joseph said if Carlos wants to make this team, he's got to get on the field, part of me felt like at that point, I, I got the perception that Carlos Henderson's not good when there's competition, especially with all the young guys and the talented wide receivers that the Broncos have this year that I don't think they had last year. So I think that was one of my biggest disappointments as well. Yeah, well, if he's not very good against competition, he's going to uh, not be in this league very long. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, very good. Hey, Cody, I, I appreciate it so very much. Uh, where can they find your work uh, on Twitter, all that good stuff? Yeah, you can give me a follow on Twitter, at CodyWorkNFL. I also write for Predominantly Orange at PredominantlyOrange.com. And you can hear my daily podcast on the Denver Broncos at Locked On Broncos for the Locked On Podcast. And we'll bring you a bite-sized daily podcast over there featuring all your favorite NFL teams. If you're a Broncos fan, we got you every wait a wait a wait a second. You're you do a daily Broncos podcast. Yes, sir. I do a daily Broncos podcast. You're like my competition. Hey, what the hell, Cody? You know, I don't even look at it really as competition. <laughs> I think the media world, I, I love it. I love connecting with everybody in the media world because everybody's grinding. Everybody's pumping out great content. And I think it's all just because we want to connect fans to the work and obviously to the experiences of the teams that they enjoy. So, you know, I appreciate everybody that's in the media. Even if, you know, their competition, I, you know, I'm, I'm always one of the biggest supporters. Love what you guys are doing over there at Mile High Sports. Love sharing your work. I even got a subscription to the magazine. And you got, you know, you guys have a lot of great content, so keep pumping all that stuff out. I oh, love well, we appreciate that, Cody. One hundred and ten percent of the way. Uh, you just swooped in like a Russian spy, that guy. Hey, it's Cody Rourke. <laughs> you can follow him on Twitter, uh, Cody Rourke NFL. And uh, hey, he mentioned that Mile High Sports magazine, new magazine out, got Bradley Chubb on the cover. It's a pretty darn good look one. Uh, Cody, thank you so much. Uh, I appreciate it. I look forward to uh, getting you on the podcast again, but obviously interacting with you on Twitter and following your work, and uh, we'll see what the Broncos can do this year as uh, they embark on preseason game number two Chicago and Denver going to be Saturday at uh, it's like 705 or something like that I don't know just get go look at your uh, tickets uh, your mobile tickets now you can do that uh, of course with the Denver Broncos Cody thank you so much yeah thank you so much for having me I look forward to it all right later Cody of course, you can uh, follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at Ronnie K Radio. I want to say thanks to our friends at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. All you got to do is just head on over there and enjoy the 70 Colorado beers on tap, the 100 Colorado distilled spirits, and then, of course, Chef Andrea Varela's fantastic locally seasoned fare. Mwah! That is my Italian kiss as, uh, well, he's just got tremendous stuff over there. So go check it out. Tap 14. That's tap 14 on the web. Spell out the word 14 for me. Tap 14.com. And of course, well, always our friends at pro football focus. Big thanks to them. Pod 20 pod 20. That is 
the number, or I should say the code, that's the entry code, that's the code to get you the access for 20% off your subscription, whether it be the Elite or Edge memberships. Use that promo code POD20. I think it works. Maybe, hopefully, go to profootballfocus.com. POD20 to get all kinds of great stuff. Deep analytics, matchup charts, projections, and of course, of course, fantasy football info because fantasy drafts are coming not only this weekend, the next weekend and the weekend after that, and maybe a squeeze went in right before the start of opening uh, Thursday. Don't you write on that NFL? Cause I've got like 10 fantasy drafts. I tell you what, go check it out. Pod 20. That's pod 20 for pro football focus.com to check out previous archives of the Broncos blitz podcast and all kinds of fun stuff going on at milehighsports.com. That's where you can find my work also on Twitter at Ronnie K radio. That is at Ronnie K radio R O N N I E the letter K radio.com as I am following the Broncos, not only for practice, of course, training camp wrapping up. I will be at the preseason game. I will be at the regular season games, all kinds of fun stuff going on over there on that Twitter, Ronnie K radio. That's at Ronnie K radio. And of course you can read my work as well. Milehighsports.com. That's milehighsports.com. <laughs>